Warning. You will be Are you sick of everybody being so sensitive these days? No matter what you say, everyone gets offended. Then we've got the podcast for you. I'm Jerry. I'm Amanda. And we're the hosts of Warning You Will Be Offended. A podcast with no filter. If you're offended easily, this is not the podcast for you. We can't even talk about most of the topics on this promo. You won't want to miss Amanda's Fact of the Week. Ooh, can I tell them about torso porn? Absolutely not. Can I tell them what color whale poop is? No. So subscribe today to Warning You Will Be Offended. It's pink! Damn it! Alright, welcome everybody to this week's episode. Today we are going to be talking about the disappearance of Barbara Miller out of Sunbury, Pennsylvania. It's a very, very interesting episode. I got to thank Katie for suggesting it. I do appreciate the very good, very good suggestion. And I also have to thank some Patreon subscribers. Samuel Farrell, thank you very much, dude. I uh, got the chance to meet you in West Virginia. Very awesome, dude. I'll give you a proper shout out when I read your review. I saw your review came in. And I also got to thank the donations to Venmo. I have a Venmo now. It's at MC Podcast. You can stop in there, buy me a beer, buy me a coffee. Maybe buy me a little bit of personality. I don't fucking know. But I do got to thank Katie on there. And I got to thank Nikki as well. So thank you ladies very, very much. I appreciate that. Like I said, Venmo is a pretty simple apps, one time donation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Patreon, anybody who wants to subscribe, go to Patreon backslash mysterious circumstances. P A T R E O N dot com slash mysterious circumstances. I do have some extra episodes on there, and the next Patreon episode will be Sammy the Bull Gravano. We're going to go straight gangster. Straight gangster on the Patreon episode. So yeah, if you want to do that, it's fine. It's a dollar a month. You know, whatever's clever. Ten bucks a month gets you Skype calls every month and all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, there's no there's no real time limit. I fucking say it's an hour, but it always goes over an hour, and I'm totally cool with it. I love talking to everybody. So um, what else do we got? Yeah, that's pretty much it for now. So sit back, crack open that beer. Let's try to solve a mystery. This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on positions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible and foul socially unacceptable totally uninhibited adult themes language so if you're easily offended if you're easily triggered then i highly suggest you turn this off now and if not just keep in mind parental discretion is advised All right, Barbara Miller was from Sunbury, Pennsylvania. She was 30 years old at the time of her disappearance. She had a 14-year-old son named Edward. 
Now, it should be known, and this is from stories of people around the area that had grown up and had lived there around that time, she did have a little bit of a reputation as a partier, and she might have been involved with some shady people as well. Now, as we all know, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. I did have to add that as context because as we get going down the case, uh, you'll find out find out why I mentioned that. On June 30th, 1989, 30-year-old Barbara Miller goes to a wedding, and it is the wedding of her best friend named Lori Wands, and it was in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. She did go home after this wedding because there were items found from the wedding in her home, so we do know that she made it home. On July 1st is when she was last seen. She was planning on meeting friends at a bar in Mifflinburg, which was the reception for the wedding, and she never showed up. Now, there is a conflicting report that says she was home during the early hours of July 2nd, so that should be known too. I only read that report in one place, so, you know, take that as you will. Now, on July 5th, 1989, just a few days later, she was reported missing by her boyfriend, a guy by the name of Joseph Egan, and he was a former detective in Sunbury. There is one report that says they were living together. I only read that in one place. Most reports say that it was her estranged boyfriend. Now, granted, both could be true, but I did read two separate things, so that should be known. On July 17, 1989, the Daily Item reported on the case, quote, City police said they continue to seek information about a Sunbury woman who was reported missing on July 5th. Barbara Ann Miller, 30, of 239 Penn Street, was reported missing by a family member. Police said they had reports that the woman has been seen in the region since her disappearance. There has been no evidence of foul play, end quote. Now, fast forward to 1990, police say they believe that she had been murdered and they start interviewing suspects. One of the suspects that they do interview was her boyfriend at the time, Joseph Egan, who goes by the name of Mike. Now, like I had previously mentioned, he was a former Sunbury detective, and he says he had nothing to do with it, and he says that the last time he saw her was when she got home from the wedding and she left with two men to go to a motorcycle event. Now, just keep that in mind, please. And after that, the case goes cold for over a decade. Until 2002 when a Sunbury police officer by the name of Deg Stark starts getting into the case again, and he starts looking at tips that were given by witnesses at the time of her disappearance. He starts going to locations in and around town. That includes her former residence on Penn Street. At some point in time, there was a tip that the body might be in some caves located outside Sunbury on Route 147, which is about 20 minutes away from her home. So what he does is he gets a hold of White Deer Search and Rescue, and they bring in a cadaver dog. The dog hits on human decomposition, and they do recover some possible evidence. Then we don't hear too much about it after that. That was literally it. Then on October 10th, 2002, the county judge declares her legally dead. 2005, Deg Stark retires from the police department, and unfortunately, the case goes cold again. 
Fast forward to 2008, the case heats up again because a contractor doing work at a residence in Lithia Springs says he found bones under a home that he was working at. Cops search the area. They do recover those bones and they turn out to be remains from a cow. So, you know, nothing actually came out of that except that the case actually got more attention again. So that is a good thing. Now, in 2009, Steve Mazeo, Sunbury police chief at the time, he gets info on the case and uh, it's related to a house in Milton, which is a duplex. Um, at the time of her disappearance, it was owned by Northumberland County Judge Sam Rank. He died in 2012, but the house, the duplex, was lived in by Kathy Reitenbach, who, believe it or not, is Joseph Egan's sister. Now, Joseph Egan, like we had said, is the estranged boyfriend at the time of Barbara Miller's disappearance. Now, police say at the time, this particular duplex, this house, was a hotbed for drug activity. Steve Mazeo was told there was not enough evidence to search the property. So then, the case goes cold again. Until May 2016, Tim Miller, who's no relation to Barbara, gets hired as the new chief of police, and he reopens the case. And he finds a tip about a body being buried at that Milton property. And he finds a lot of references to that property in police reports that are, you know, in regards to the case. And he thinks that she's buried in the basement or in a cellar wall. And this is all based on tips. And he gets a warrant to search the premises. So in June 2016, they spend a week digging. They have contractors, police, they have the county coroner out there. They removed tons of soil and concrete. They even removed a concrete wall because eight cadaver dogs indicated it contained human remains. Now in 2017, a year later, Miller does go on and say that, you know, we found wood chips in one of the walls, you know, that might suggest something nefarious. And uh, on August 10th, a couple months later, Chief Tim Miller and Sunbury Corporal Travis Bramigan, I hope I pronounced his last name right, and members of the state police forensics team serve a sealed search warrant on Barbara Miller's residence, which, you know, the residence she had at the time of her disappearance, to search it. And this is the residence on Penn Street. Now, on August 11th, 2016, the very next day, Tim Miller, Bremigan, and the search and rescue team go to a pond outside of Lewisburg, which is on Route 45. Now they find and remove a barrel from that pond. Chief Miller would not say what was inside. All he said was, quote, we got what we were looking for, end quote. So the case starts obviously heating up again, and I'll say this many times in this episode, my hat's off to Tim Miller. This whole entire investigation, this guy right here, is gold in my book, man. Now, this pond that they did find this barrel in, as I have come to find out, uh, it's it's a pond where not very many people go, basically. it's it's a, I don't know if it's off the beaten path, but I do know that it's not a place where a lot of people go. That is uh, interesting information as well. So in 2017, that next year, the evidence found at Barbara Miller's home the evidence found in the pond and the evidence found at the home in Milton go to forensic scientists for testing. 
these two badass forensic scientists, which if you guys are true crime junkies, you know exactly who these two guys are, Dr. Henry Lee and Dr. William Bass. So when when they get involved, those two guys right there, that means they're really trying to solve this case. As you guys know, I got to take a few minutes here to thank the sponsor for this episode, AMC Shutter. And as you guys also know, this is my favorite sponsor because of the fact I love Shutter. I watch it. A lot of my listeners watch Shutter. So it's really perfect for this show. So let's see what we got. What is AMC Shutter? All right. For those of you who do not know yet, who have not seen this all over social media and Facebook and Twitter, it's from AMC Networks. It's a premium streaming video service, super serving fans of all degrees with the best selection of horror and thriller movies. That's one of the main reasons that I absolutely love it. Shudder's irrepressible and thriving community revels in all things provocative, evocative, and dangerous. From bantering with Shudder on social media, which I have done, and contributing fantastic irreverent reviews, to relishing in member-only perks such as exclusive releases and VIP movie screenings. Shudder believes there is safety in numbers. Don't be left in the dark alone. How can you watch Shudder? You can stream this literally on anything. Your iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, Android devices. Me personally, I downloaded the uh, Shudder app right to my Android phone because I'm Android for life. And you just go on there, you log on, bam, you can sit there and watch movies, original TV shows, everything. You can stream great thrillers, horror, and suspense for $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. It is known as the Netflix of horror. So if you're a horror fan, especially with Halloween coming up, I'm telling you, this is, <laughs> you guys are going to love this. For those of you who blow past these advertisements or whatever, you're really missing out. There are always new spine-tingling thrillers, shocking horrors, edge-of-your-seat suspense added every single week. And you'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your devices, which are all the ones I just got done naming. They're unparalleled. Alright, Shudder has a unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics, blockbuster hits, pretty much everything you can imagine. And I mean, you can get old classic slasher flicks, you can get original TV shows, you can get original movies. There's there's so much on there, it's absolutely amazing. So check this out. Get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. Shudder's expertly curated collection includes titles like the acclaimed Tigers Are Not Afraid, One Cut of the Dead, Revenge, and the new Creepshow TV series, which is an absolute favorite of mine. I was so happy when they uh, released that. They actually reached out to me and they're like, hey, you want to try to advertise this a little bit? And I'm like, it's Creepshow. You guys rebooted it. Yeah, I'm going to freaking advertise for it come on now it's produced by greg nicotero and it's based on the famous films by george romero so i mean there's not too many ways you can go wrong there so here's the deal you can try shutter free for 30 days go to shutter.com use the promo code mc podcast s-h-u-d-d-e-r.com 
type in the promo code MC podcast, get one month for free. I have had so many people message me and they're like, dude, thank you so much for, uh, for giving us this promo code. They ended up subscribing because it's not even that expensive when you do go to subscribe. So they get a chance to check everything out for, for absolutely nothing. And then they end up subscribing because there's so much stuff on here. Now, remember, Shutter is one of the coolest partnerships that I've ever had with an advertiser because we both have the same interests, obviously. My listeners love watching this stuff. I love watching this stuff. It's one of those really harmonious arrangements, you know what I'm saying? And and just so you know, if you're wondering, here's some of the things, like I said, that they do have. They have Creepshow, which is a Shutter original. They they're total. They released a whole new series on it. Tigers are not afraid. It's a Shutter exclusive. One Cut of the Dead, a Shutter exclusive. They got Horror Noir, which is a Shutter original documentary, which they actually have horror documentaries on there as well. They have all kinds of stuff for everybody. They have Lizzie, a Shutter exclusive. They have Mandy, which is starring Nicolas Cage. Like I said, they got those old slasher flicks too that everybody loves. They got, you know, collections like Vengeance is Hers, Dario Argento, they have horror comedies. I mean, they literally have everything for everybody. So like I said, you get one month free. Go to Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, use the promo code MCPODCAST, and enjoy that one month for free, and you guys can thank me later. Now back to the show. After that, on May 18th, 2018, Sunbury police received an envelope, an anonymous letter that was addressed to Sunbury Police Chief Tim Miller with the words, quote, hurry, deliver ASAP, attention, Barbara Miller case, end quote, and that was written on the front of this envelope. Now, Chief Miller goes on to say this person is Quote, desperate for police to make the connection to the Ricky Wolf murder and the extensive drug trafficking revolving around the house in Milton. End quote. Now, I know some of you are like, well, what the hell are you talking about Ricky Wolf for? That name's never came up, let alone, you know, in Barbara Ann Miller's case. Trust me, we'll be getting to that here in a second. So in July of 2018, Chief Miller leaves the department. Corporal Bremigan is now the lead investigator. Now, in November of 2018, the case gets turned over to the state attorney general's office. On January 29th, 2019, female bone fragments were found in the concrete wall that was removed in June of 2017. So, if you guys remember me saying about the the concrete cellar wall that was removed from the residence... There were female bone fragments found in that concrete wall. 2019, I think the last update was in June of 2019. Attorney General's office has been silent about the case, but from one report that I read, it is now classified as a homicide. Joseph Egan, known as Mike, is still alive, still a suspect, and still denies involvement. Now here's where we start getting into some of the facts. Joseph Egan, now the the reason that he is a former Sunbury detective, and like I had mentioned, the ex-boyfriend, or the boyfriend at the time of Barbara's disappearance, was in prison in the mid-80s for extortion. 
He met Barbara Miller while he was in prison, and as soon as he got out of prison in the late 1980s, they began dating. Now, if you think about this for a second, from the time she went missing until the time the crime was reported, there's at least a few-day gap right there. Just imagine what you could do, and not in, you know, a dark, super dark way, but given the scenario, you can do a lot in three to five days between somebody going missing and somebody reporting it. It's just the uh, the reality of the situation. Here's where Ricky Wolf comes in. When the state took over the case and they went and got all the documents related to Barbara Miller's case and all the evidence and stuff like that, they also took everything involving the murder of Ricky Wolf, which happened in 1986. He was beaten to death. Uh, his body was found on a boat launch in Montandon. I hope that's how you pronounce that. If not, I do apologize. Um, and investigators apparently have always thought that these two murders were connected in some way. Because Sunbury residents Scott Schaefer and William Hendricks were found guilty of the murder of Ricky Wolf, but were released 17 years later after new evidence emerged proving that the two were not involved. And here's where Barbara Miller comes in. Most of the officials believe Barbara Miller may have had information on the individuals who killed Ricky Wolf. Scott Schaefer claims his ex-fiancee received a call from Barbara Miller while he was in jail. Now, in this alleged call, Miller said she had information that Schaefer and Hendricks were not at the boat launch the night of the Ricky Wolf murder. Schaefer believes that Miller was killed because she actually knew who killed Ricky Wolf. She even told that to Schaefer days before she went missing. Schaefer went on to say, quote, I believe she knew everything that happened in the Ricky Wolf case that she said she did. She left that message on my answering machine. She called and said if me and Billy didn't get out at the preliminary hearing that she was coming forward with information that would free us, end quote. What makes that interesting is that before her disappearance, she received death threats telling her to stop talking to the cops because she had provided police with information about drug trafficking involving that residence and certain people in the town. Now, two weeks before her disappearance, she told police the matter had been resolved and asked them to end their probe, which is super interesting. Now, this brings up one of the theories that maybe it was a biker gang or also known as a motorcycle club, you know, because drugs were involved. Okay, cops often cops heard a lot of rumors that people knew information, but wouldn't come forward for that specific reason right there. And apparently this relates to a lot of tips that were called in to the police station. So. That aspect is always there. Now, like I said, these are just rumors, and cops will even admit that they are just rumors. A small town, I, I'm sure a lot of you in small towns understand how that goes. A lot of talk back and forth, but personally, I am really interested, I guess, in the connection between Joseph Egan, Ricky Wolf, Barbara Miller, and then um, Schaefer and Hendricks. 
I'm, I'm really interested to know the connection there. I think because if you make that connection to mention the fact that the body, there were female bone fragments found in a residence of Joseph Egan's sister, which happened to be a well-known place for drugs and partying and possible drug trafficking and stuff like that. I think once somebody connects all those dots, then the case will eventually be solved. Um, like I said, I gotta, I gotta give a huge hats off to, to Tim Miller, man, for he's been diehard on this case ever since he picked it up. He has not, you know, lost interest in it. And this is all according to, uh, the daily item, which is a new source there locally. The daily item has been super, super great about keeping up on the case. They've been reporting on it for 30 years. And every time something new breaks, they are right on top of it. So, you know, huge, huge shout out to them. Also, penlive.com. And then WNEP 16 News, who have all been pretty good about reporting on the case. You know, I know this was a short episode, but it's it's still an interesting case just because of the fact that they have found evidence. I want to know what was in that barrel. What was in that barrel that they pulled out of that pond? Like I said, the Attorney General's office has been really, really quiet. The, f the state has been extremely quiet about this case. And the family members from, I read some interviews with them through some news sources, and they are totally cool with that. They think that because of that, you know, the case is moving forward and they are investigating it. But this right here, I really think is a very solvable case. And it's one that we might see a resolution to sooner than later so let's hope for that and um like i said i apologize this is a sh little bit shorter of an episode but but it's still a really really interesting one and it deserves to be reported on so hopefully we get a little bit of a resolution here pretty soon so with that being said Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you want to listen to some new reviews, please hang around after the music. If not, see you on the flip side. All right, let's see what we got for some reviews. And I actually have one that uh, was updated from a four to a five-star review from Chase PK93. And it was the interesting and informative, updated. Um, I'm not going to read your old one, if that's okay. Uh, I'm just going to read the latter half of it. Uh, let's see what we got here. It says, bumping this to 5 out of 5. It's long, sorry. I revisited a few of the episodes that pulled me in and found a few that I haven't listened to. And I have to... And I have got to say, Justin, I feel like you've truly found your style and flow in a niche dominated by stories about serial killers and career criminals. I appreciate 
that you and your co-hosts aren't covering the same dozen or so cases that everyone's heard over and over again. And as for the other portions, the paranormal and unexplainable, you still put just as much effort as you possibly can, uh, even when resources are extremely limited. Uh, that takes serious, serious dedication. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Keep up, keep up with the wonderful work. Cheers. Chase PK, 93, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. And yeah, with every episode that I do, I, I try to give it the same amount of attention. And just like you saw in this episode right here, it's 20, 25 minutes long, but it's a case that's never been covered, but it deserves to be out there just like... You know, Casey motherfucking Anthony, who's out there 10,000 times. You know, I just saw a serial killer episode drop today that's been covered so many times. And it's like, I get it. I understand if it's a different perspective. But literally when it's the same serial killer and it's the same documented facts. Oh my god. It doesn't really drive me crazy because I don't listen to it. But it's like, come on, man. You know... Let's let's do something else for once. So I appreciate that uh, quite a bit. So thank you very, very much. Uh, next one's from Dragonfly81425 stars. Like talking to a friend. This podcast is the best around. Justin is like your favorite friend. You don't or uh, you don't get to hang out with nearly enough. If you don't laugh at this podcast, you're unsalvageable. I'm honestly in agreement with you, with you there on all fronts, and um, you know I usually travel. Excuse me. Usually travel quite a bit. You know uh, during the warm months. I know next year I got to Philadelphia for American Crime Cast sometime this spring. Then I got Crime Con in Orlando. Probably some other live shows or events. Hard telling right now, but yeah, come hang out. You know. Hang out, have some drinks, talk about some weird shit. Next one, F fucking trigger cut, one star, awful. You know when you go to a party and it's getting super late and things are starting to break up as folks head home and there's like four or five really shaggy dudes uh, that no one seems to know sitting by the keg, obviously high, talking about the most insane shit you've ever heard. This is like if you dropped a mic into that scene and hit record. And the <laughs> and honest to God, when I when I saw this review, because as all my regular listeners know, I post all my one star reviews on social media just so they can fucking, you know, get slandered a little bit. <laughs> but um the best part about this review is when I posted it, I laughed my ass off because all of my fucking listeners were like that's the exact reason we fucking love your podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean, besides the shaggy part, I'm obviously not shaggy. I am a prior military, so I get super fucking weird about my hair uh, being uh, too long, especially on the sides and back. But, I mean, with the exception of that, like, all of my listeners agreed. They're like, this is why we love your fucking show. This isn't even an insult. This is pretty much a huge compliment. And I, I fucking completely agree with them. So <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that shit. So fucking funny though. Oh, so fucking funny. 
Next one up says Sam for Dem. Five stars. Love this show. Always well-researched information and a great narration style. If you're stupid enough to see the explicit... <laughs> if you're stupid enough to see the explicit language warning and if you're... Yeah, and still complain because your dainty little ears are offended by naughty words, then just don't listen. Don't leave a bad review of her language you were warned about. Just move along and let the adults talk. Also, one of the most active and engaging podcast groups on Facebook. Proud to be a member of MC Nation. Sam, dude, you are fucking awesome. And uh, as you heard at the beginning of the show, I got to meet Sam and uh, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia where he might or might not have assaulted a Mothman statue in some way, shape, or form while under the influence of alcohol, you know, that's neither here nor there, but so much fucking fun at the Point Pleasant show, and Sam, it was so great, because I was like, Sam, you going out with us afterward, or what, you know, after the live show, I usually go out with everybody, and, you know, we do some drinking, and have some fun, and talk about weird shit, uh, I actually got to meet John Towers, who I've been a huge fan of for a couple years, he has the show Abercast, um, one of the most informative podcast hosts I have ever met, been a huge fan and friend of his for a couple years, I finally got to meet this guy in person, but, you know, that aside, I asked Sam, I said, hey man, you going out with us afterward, Sam's like, nah man, this is our first weekend without kids, like, we're gonna go back to the hotel room, I looked at the dude, and yeah, I, I think I said something to the effect of, hell yeah, good for you, go bang it out with your wife all night long, man, you know what I mean, like, I have kids, so I totally get that, when you get that time away, you know, especially, uh, you know, in a couple situation, dude, take that time, uh, hopefully I do get to see you again, I, if I ever make it to Virginia, um, you know, I got your, uh, your message on Facebook, if I ever do get to uh, Virginia, man, you fucking better bet your ass I'm going to hit you up. We're going to go have some beers, and I, I'm going to go see your hood, man. <laughs> so um, I do appreciate the, the review as well. Thank you, man. Uh, next one is from Buddy Fagan. It says, five stars, glad to have found you. I was looking through podcasts tonight and enjoyed hearing you reading reviews. I absolutely love you. Well-researched, intelligent, wonderful voice, entertaining. Uh, will be listening for a long time. Find some true crime from Georgia. Candy, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh, yeah, I read this review last time, actually. Um, I do have a person who helps me out finding cases when I... You know, because I don't have 10,000 fucking suggestions. But I do have somebody looking up a few interesting cases from Georgia just for you. So, um, figured you'd like to, you figured you'd like to know that. Uh, oh, by the way, this one from Australia. I read this last week and it's so fucking funny because one of my buddies from Australia fucking messaged me. And he, and, uh, I had to, I had to reference this, this review again because it was from somebody named Redmond. Redmond Fanta Pants, and my buddy from Australia fucking messages me, and he's like, hey, you do know what fucking Fanta Pants is, right? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea, man. Fanta is pop here. It's like orange pop. He's like, yeah. He's like, Fanta Pants is slang for ginger pubes. <laughs> Dude, I fucking died laughing. I I was fucking, I just messaged him back, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard, man. We don't have too many slang terms for gingers over here. And by the way, I do not hate gingers or anything, but 
you know, it is what it is. But he's like, oh, yeah, man, Fanta and fucking he said he said there's a whole bunch of slang terms, but he straight up said he's like Fanta pamps. Fanta pants is a uh, slang for ginger pubes. I just figured you'd want to know that shit. So that was fucking awesome. Um, but I, like I said, I already read the review uh, on the last episode, <laughs> but I had to fucking reference it again just because it was so awesome. So I do, uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that. Oh, and by the way, um, I recently found out that Stitcher is a hugely downloaded platform for me. I didn't realize I had that many listeners on Stitcher. And I also have some reviews as well from Stitcher that I have fucking totally neglected for a fairly long time. So, uh, let me get through some of these uh, time frame-wise. I'm not 100% sure where some of them are at. So, let me check real quick. Um, all right, this one is phenomenal. It says phenomenal podcast. Uh, it says Justin's podcast is currently my favorite. It has a blue ribbon personality, and I greatly enjoy his casual, down to earth delivery. I also respect him as a historical scholar because Justin understands how deadly biased is when analyzing and articulating the events of the past. Plain and simple, Justin delivers interesting historical knowledge at a professional level. All who enjoy history should check out this podcast. Dude, this right here, this review right here fucking means so much to me because I'm so weird about the biased. Um, just report the fucking facts. Nobody gives a shit about your fucking opinion. You know, it's, I mean, I'm sure some people do appreciate that shit, but I'm, I'm really not one of them. So when I do go into historical, historical, uh, you know, podcasts or people or episodes for that matter, I really try my hardest to stay non-biased. I really, really do. And, um, I just, I really love this fucking review. I mean, thank you very much. I'm probably gonna, yeah, I'm, well, I don't know. I got this idea for a podcast, so I don't know. It'll be really easy because the work's already done, but that being said, we're going to hit up the next one. And I don't know who the fuck wrote that one either. Um, oh, it's from uh, it's from Marv 1967, and that was from two months ago. Okay, so thank you very much, Marv 1967. I, I really appreciate that. Next one we got five stars from Whiskey Unicorn. I know who this is. Um, super, super awesome chick. She, uh... Um, if we follow each other on all kinds of social media, she's super cool. This one is five stars, and it's from two months ago. It says, I love it. This and last podcast on the left are my absolute favorites. Justin takes a very chill conversational approach with very thorough research, and it doesn't feel like he's reading a report to you at all, uh, which is a problem that a lot of one-man podcasts have, in my opinion. I'm going to agree with you, and in my opinion, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, and if your problem, and if your problem with a murder or crime podcast is the language, get your priorities in order. Uh, I could not agree with you fucking more, and, uh, Whiskey Unicorn, thank you very, very much. And in reference to that, we have one from a month ago, from Ears Burning, One Star, Woeful. 
This is the first negative review I have ever written. The presenter just loves the F sound of his own F swearing, FFF woeful. Really had to laugh because the review platform would not let me write more than F. Ha ha ha. Well, you know, the common sense platform says you should probably listen and read the fucking disclaimers that I have posted everywhere on my fucking podcast. So, ears burning. You know what's fucking burning with me right now? My fucking brain. You want to know why? Because natural selection has not fucking taken you out yet. Don't be fucking stupid, man. Like, or her, whatever the fuck you are. I could honestly give a shit less. Because, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, you're a fucking idiot. Stupidity knows no gender, okay? So... Yeah, you can literally go fuck yourself, and, uh, you know, before you listen to a podcast, which I have a disclaimer at the beginning of, maybe you should read the description, which I also have a disclaimer of, the fucking explicit language. So, you know, get your shit together. What do we got here? This one is, oh, I know who that is, I'm not reading that one. It's a five-star one, but that person does not deserve to be named. Who do we have here? We got one from four months ago. Violet Clover. Five stars. Beer and true crime. Love this podcast. The laid back and conversational tone of Justin makes it feel like you're discussing the case over a drink with a friend. Fuck yes, Violet Clover. First of all, I really like that name. And yeah, beer and true crime. And the best part is I don't play that bullshit sound effect. (laughs) And then pouring it into a glass. Uh, when you hear me crack a beer, I'm fucking cracking a beer, and I'm drinking it with you while we talk out some weird shit, whatever it may be, or some historical shit, whatever it may be. So yeah, I appreciate that five-star review. You're fucking awesome. Uh, who else we got here? Um, Let's see what we else we got here. Um, this one is from Natalie K286 from three months ago. Five stars. Says, I love all of it. I prefer a balance between the scripted and conversational when it comes to podcasts. And Justin's is more on the conversational side than I'd normally be drawn to. However, I love it. Justin's research is by far, hands down, the best among all of the true crime podcasts out there. Gives a sense of respect and reverence to every episode he does, and his empathy and curiosity create a really unique balance that I enjoy. I love how he stays true to himself, uh, how he does things the way that feels right for him, and who cares if he swears. that's what's that's what authenticity is, people. Justin has a life outside of a podcast, and the fact that uh, he is so real and genuine, swearing, smoking, drinking, and all makes the podcast even better. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I appreciate that right there. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's all that I have. Um... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that's all I have from the, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all I have from Stitcher. Uh, if I did miss your review on Stitcher, just, uh, please 
send me something, you know, saying I forgot about you or whatever the case may be. And yeah, I mean, you can literally send me a screenshot of the review and I'll read it just the same. It doesn't matter. Or if you can't leave a review, just send me a fucking message on social media. I'll read it. I don't, I don't care. Um, although five star reviews on iTunes does help me get found by more people. Obviously we all know that. Um, but all I beg is that you just be honest about your review. You know, if there's a couple things that you want to critique, I'm totally cool with that. If you have a one-star review that, uh, you know, actually has some context, I'm fine with that too. You know, there's lots of one-star reviews that I've never really roasted because, well, I, I totally get it. You know, it happens, but at the same time, like if you don't like a podcast, just don't fucking listen to it. I mean, I've never left a review for a podcast, good or bad, mainly because I don't have an iPhone or iTunes. Um, I just read the shit. Uh, there's an app that I have that lets me read all my reviews and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't fucking understand that aspect, but whatever. So social media wise, how you can find me, uh, Instagram, you can follow my personal account at burnitall13. You can follow my podcast account at mysterious underscore podcast. You can email me justin.mcpodcast at gmail.com. You can, you know, send me some hate mail there, whatever the case may be. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Oh, sorry. I'm yawning. It's pretty late. Um, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow at Justin underscore Rimmel, uh, which is at Burn at All 13. Also on Twitter, or you can follow my uh, podcast Twitter, which is at Podcast MC. Pretty sure that's all I got for social media, you know. And you can friend me on Facebook. I'm cool with that. Just don't be fucking weird, you know. Don't be a creep. Don't be a fucking troll, okay. I already have fucking one that's literally above the ranks of any troll I've ever seen in my life. Um, even though she loathes my existence, she still somehow manages to follow me on all my social media. So, I mean, basically, she's a really, really big fan of me, you know. So, just don't be that person, alright? Because whether it's in the comments of my personal Facebook or, in the or as, you know, somewhere else on, on social media, I will fucking say something back to you. So... You know, there's that. Other than that, that's all I got for you. Thanks for everybody who left reviews, and I'll see you guys later.